how to lockdown proof your music. So we've just gone into another lockdown here. And again, all the gigs have just been canceled. They've stopped. So last Friday night, I jumped on a live stream in my Facebook group from musician to artist just to chat about how can we make sure our music is lockdown proof, which means when the whole world stops and we can't gig anymore, how can we make sure our music keeps going forward? So the main discussion is around how can we get online and kind of have a presence so we can be in more than one place at once and we're not so affected by a single event. So I'm actually going to go to the live stream. So this video is going to be a replay of that live stream. So if it looks a little bit different, sounds a little bit different. That is why it's just a recording of the live stream I did last week, but it was a really good discussion. I think you'll get a lot out of this and, and hopefully get motivated and find some tools and keys to get your music online and make sure that you're not so affected by lockdowns and you're not so affected by by somebody else changing the rules and, and you know, you being a victim of that, I guess. So I'm gonna shoot now to my live stream from last week and I hope you get a ton out of this. I've been doing podcasting for about six months now on the YouTube channel and uh, on the podcast, but I thought it'd be awesome to do live ones. And uh, this topic is kind of uh, pretty relevant in that we're all at home in lockdown now. We'd probably normally be out somewhere on a Friday night enjoying live music, but instead we are in our lounge rooms enjoying this video or something else on Netflix, which is cool. So yeah, the, what we're going to do is just chat about uh, some ideas and some thoughts I've got around lock lockdown proofing your music which pretty much is means like how can you make the most of your music when you don't have live gigs when you can't go out anywhere because i know last time last year it kind of flattened us all a little bit um but i reckon there's some cool stuff we can do to kind of keep moving our music forward and um yeah and keep just in keep our audience growing, keep in our audience's faces, feeds, lounge rooms, wherever it might be. So um, just while there's still some people joining, um, I've got Megan, my new assistant, helping me tonight. So um, she's going to be chiming in in the comments. So uh, I want to do some questions at the end as well. So if you've got some questions that come up from what I'm saying tonight or just some questions generally about your music or anything to do with uh, being a musician or an artist, chuck that in the comments. And um, Megan will help me out in answering those at the end. So that'll be super cool. And this is all from my From Musician to Artist podcast on YouTube, like I mentioned before. So I have a YouTube channel that's been running for about six months, a podcast that's been running for about six months because I'm just passionate about helping artists achieve. And I think that's come from um, just years working in the studio here and, and working really hard with artists who are passionate about their music. But there's kind of this big gray area um, when, people, when artists leave the studio, they kind of say, well, what do we do now? What's the next step? How do I actually make, make this recording um, something that people can hear and actually use it to grow as an artist? Because I think we're all passionate about being artists. We want to we do art for a living. We want to do music for a living. Um, so figuring out how to do that can be a little bit difficult. So I've, I was finding I was answering the same questions super often um, to almost every artist that came through them. So I'm like, this is something that needs to be taught and I'm super passionate about it and I've been really enjoying teaching it. So um, tonight is just another leg of that about a topic that we're facing right now, which is this lockdown thing and what we should be doing. So I think the main thing about the lockdown and what's crazy about it is that it's completely out of our control. So um, this time last week, all the pubs were full of live music and it was all good. Um, a year ago, there was nothing and we thought it was all coming back and now it's gone again. So I think the fact that it's uncertain is super scary. 
Uh, we don't know at what point it's going to go again. We don't know what could bring another lockdown. So it's kind of out of our control, which is scary. So I want to chat about some things uh, tonight where we can put music back in our control, that we can kind of rely on what we're doing as music artists so that we're not affected by this sort of thing, this pandemic or a lockdown or whatever. So I've got a couple of things to talk about around that. So make sure you comment in. If you're just watching, maybe just say hello in the comments because that would be fun. And then I'd just like... As much as I just love talking to this little camera and this little picture of me on the camera, it'd be good to know that there's some people uh, out there listening. So chime in, say g'day if you're listening on the comments. Cool. So the first thing I reckon is uh, it's mindset related. I think dealing with anything really has to be done first in your mind and then uh, next with kind of actions. So I think anything that's worth doing is worth chasing. And we, we don't want to be waiting for uh, things to be handed out to us. So I think a lot as, as musicians, and this is something that I notice a lot is, um, hey, Glenn, Jamie, um, something I notice a lot is that everyone's just waiting for the label to pick them up. Everyone's waiting for the venue to call them and say, yeah, come and do a gig with us. So I think one thing that we need to do if we're chasing music is to kind of take matters into our own hands and, and chase it and not be not wait for it to be handed to us. So something that I noticed during 2020, um, not so much at the moment, but even a little bit, is kind of this victim mentality around music and the music industry and how it's it's the most ripped off in lockdown. So there was kind of a split with artists that I worked with last year between artists going, oh, I've just got to do this. It's been great because I've been able to songwrite. It's been cool because I've been able to focus on recording and kind of like looking at the bright side and moving forward with it. And then there's another camp of people that were like, haven't played my guitar for six months. Um, this sucks. Music industry, there's no handouts for us. All that sort of thing. And, and why all that is true, and I'm not saying that we're not losing out. I'm not saying that it's tough. I'm not saying that it's not tough. But there is there can be a mindset around like um, – looking sharp. Thanks, Darren. This studio always looks sharp, as you know. It's amazing space. There can be a mentality of like, woe is me, this sucks. And and I get that. And even this week, like I've lost some pretty big jobs this week that I had booked in that just couldn't come anymore. So like nobody is immune to losing out, but we've got to be making steps forward and kind of chasing it. We can't just expect everything to be handed out for us. And we can't play the victim and be hard done by. We need to get up and keep moving because every industry is hard done by. And and the music uh, industry in particular is like, it's a kind of adapt or die industry, I reckon. So for ages, music has evolved and changed. And if, if you don't adapt you die. So not like physically, but your music dies. Like you being an artist is not sustainable if you're not willing to adapt and change with whatever's going on. If you look back or right back, let's not go too far back. Let's go back to our generation at least. Tapes and CDs, that used to be the way you'd sell music. So people got really, really upset when streaming came on because then, because it changed and you were no longer selling music. Spotify was just taking money and you got paid, we all get paid chips. So if we don't adapt to doing that, like if we're just going to hold on to CDs, then we're not going to be able to move forward as a music artist because people aren't buying CDs anymore. And even if some nostalgic people still are, the long-term our future for CDs is probably gone. So we need to adapt or die. The other thing was radio. You'd get um, you'd get those radio plays, which would really push you forward. And while that's still happening a bit, there's less and less people listening to radio now. So we're having to adapt or die. So maybe 
this uh, this pandemic thing is another instance where we've got to either adapt or die. And I think what has happened is it's just sped up the online process a bit. So um, I think online has always been around. YouTube's been around for ages. Um, online hasn't always been around. It's been developing um, for the last little while. But maybe this is just the push. Maybe this is the adapt or die moment where we have to take our music online. And that's what I'm talking about today. So there's always going to be a place for live. Well, I'd say there's always going to be, but right now there isn't a place for live music. But we want to hope that there's always a place for live music. But I think what we have to be doing to pandemic proof, to lockdown proof our music is to make sure that we have a really sustainable online presence. I think what's really interesting about this is that if you think about your favorite artist, they're probably not a local artist. I'm guessing they're probably not from the Central West. Why don't you chuck in the comments? I'm seeing them coming in now, even though I can't read them because that's awkward breaking the conversation. But why don't you chuck in there your favorite artist? Like who are you listening to today? And there's about a 20 second lag. So I will just hang on while you do that. Who have you been listening to today? Like who are your favorite artists? And, and what I'm kind of getting to with this is like, I want to, I'd bet that you didn't actually go and see them live today. You didn't turn up in the pub uh, with your mask on to see this band today. You would have interacted with them in some sort of content that they've put out online, whether that be on YouTube or um, you saw some Instagram posts or whatever it was, um, maybe even just on Spotify. You would have interacted with them. You would have seen them and even your whole entire relationship building up to them. You, the, the reasons that you love them is because the things that you would have seen online. So I reckon the chicks, Jim Croc died in 73. Yes. Yeah, so you probably didn't see Jim Croc live today, Adam, but you, you probably did listen to him on Spotify because he's got his content online. So I reckon with this, if, if we can have a presence online that when the whole world kind of stops and we can't go and do live gigs, we can still have an audience uh, engaging with our stuff and we can still, um, yeah, put out music. Loving the new John Mayer album. Everyone's been telling me to listen to the new John Mayer album and um, I haven't done it yet because I'm a bit weird with music in that I need to be like in the perfect environment to listen to it. So I either need to be sitting right here with my two monitors or um, have my really nice headphones on at home so I can really appreciate it. I don't like listening to music in the background because I can't, I just focus on it, I can't hear anything else. It's a bit weird. So I'm going to check out that new John Mayer album um, because everyone's been talking about it, which is cool. So we have to get our music online. So I reckon there's, or not just our music, but just our whole artist uh, journey, our branding, our persona, everything we've got to get online um, to make sure we can prevent these this massive loss of of money and income and passion and momentum uh, if a lockdown happens. So uh, that could be on YouTube with YouTube videos. So with, there's two types. I reckon there's a social aspect and there's an like an evergreen aspect. I, I call it. So if you've got Spotify or YouTube or something that's always kind of searchable and easy to find. Like a video that somebody's put up 10 years ago, you can search and find that. An album that someone put up 10 years ago, you can search and find that. Um, so that's kind of evergreen content, which is always there and it's always, excuse me, working for you. Um, something on Facebook or Instagram, if we're posting pictures or little snippets of videos or whatever, you can't even find that if it was posted 10 minutes ago. That kind of gets lost into the void. Um, but that's really good as well to engage people and to get people um, to kind of, 
know what you're doing and to be able to chat with them, comment, those sorts of things is great for your Instagram and your Facebook. So keep that up. Um, but this evergreen content, I reckon, is where it's at. So that is, yeah, YouTube, Spotify, something like that. I reckon that's just the way to do it. But the, the next thing on that is that we've got to build our own sandbox. So I think that's why we're caught out in this pandemic a bit because we're living out of somebody else's uh, sandbox, somebody else's establishment, somebody else's business or whatever. So if you're, just say you're playing at the pub on a Friday night and you do that um, three, you know, three times a month or something like that, and that's your income. What's really dangerous about that, if, if that's your primary income, if that's what you do, like you haven't recorded your music, you're not making videos, um, you're putting little posts up on, on Instagram or Facebook to say, hey, I'm playing at this venue on Friday night, but that's about it. If that's kind of where all your chips are and that's what you're relying on to grow your music career, then you're playing in somebody else's sandbox in that if that venue no longer does live music or if there's a lockdown and people can't go into that venue, then that's you done. So you're going to have to start from scratch building uh, something else and building a new audience that can kind of uh, interact with you. And we need to understand that like anything can happen. So that venue can close down and maybe the new owner or sell or something and the new owners don't want live music. So that's gone. Or maybe, I don't know, like we just don't know. In, nine, in 2019, we had no idea that a pandemic would mean we'd all have to wear masks and, and not be able to go out to venues. So anything can kind of happen. So we don't want to put all our chips into somebody else's sandbox. Like it could be something like copyright laws. So maybe um, artists uh, kick up a stink or Spotify kicks up a stink or something that people are singing covers in pubs without licenses. So how much of us would be screwed as live musicians if all of a sudden we couldn't sing covers in a pub because the licensing was messed up? that just changed and we could no longer sing cover me. We all, we had to sing original music or not be able to do it. That would be really, really hard because we're playing in somebody else's sandbox. So that venue is licensed and copyrighted and whatever. Uh, so that's a little bit scary. And that's why we had, need to kind of do more and more things. So the same is true with Instagram or Facebook. They are owned by billionaires who are trying to make money from their awesome product that they made. So if we're playing in their sandbox and we're building our audience and everything, all our chips are in the Facebook basket or the Instagram basket or something, then that's really, really tough if they change the rules or change the algorithm. So I think back to a little while, I don't know, I don't know much about it because I'm not in that world, but when Facebook banned news from being in their feeds, I'm not sure the rules about it or, or what it was, but overnight, a ton of people who were sharing the news over Facebook and that was kind of their business and that was their audience. All of a sudden that was just gone overnight because some billionaire changed the way that it worked. So instantly that audience was lost and there was a huge uproar about it. I don't know much about it. I'm not in the news world. I feel like it's toxic for my brain. But yeah, I remember there was a lot of people just up in arms about Facebook changing the fact that news couldn't be on it. I feel like there's been a lot of news now around coronavirus, whether that is just um, they get an exemption or whether they bent the rules because enough people complained or whatever. I'm not sure. So the other thing that's scary is like YouTube, same thing. We're all putting covers up on YouTube, but YouTube could easily change the licensing so covers can't go up. i got a friend, Dan, who's trying to upload this drum cover of this song and YouTube just won't even let him upload it because it's a breach of copyright. Even though there's a ton of other artists that have done that same song, but there's kind of a brick wall that he can't get through. 
So that's pretty scary if, if everything you're doing is towards YouTube or do you know what I'm saying? Everything is Facebook or everything is live venues. So I think the people struggling right now have all their chips in the live venue thing. I reckon somebody locally that is doing this really well is uh, Robbie Mortimer. He has, he's doing so many shows. So he does over a hundred shows a year. So he's very dependent on these venues being open or whatever. Um, but right now, tonight, I don't think he would be too stressed about all this happening because he's got so much momentum behind his music because he has, he's put, been putting out regular singles on Spotify. He's been putting out official music videos. He's been putting out cover videos. He's been, his uh, Facebook is full of like little snippets of stuff. He's got this really good online presence that he's really purposeful about building. So if, if one of his uh, pillars, live music thing falls down, He's got these other things that are walking him through this pandemic. So he'd be someone cool to check out. Um, Megan's going to send um, set up some links. About Do you want to link Robbie Mortimer's uh, YouTube channel and his Facebook page maybe for us? If you want to just check out some stuff that he's doing, uh, that'd be really good. So um, thank you, Megan. How helpful. It's hard. I'm not, I know this is all easier said than done because it costs money to record music videos. It costs money to record singles, whereas you get money if you go and play a live gig at a venue. So I, I get that this is easier said than done, but I think if we're passionate about music and if we want to chase it and if that's our dream, I just reckon a better way to do it than just waiting for all this to finish is to chase your music in other ways and to grab an online presence and start to push your music forward in different ways. And it, it really is like an adapt or die mentality. This is, this is probably the way of the future. Because what scares me the most about these lockdowns is that um, coronavirus will leave. Um, it will finish up. So will the vaccines will happen or it'll die out or whatever. So this will move. But now that society has gotten, uh, has become afraid of viruses, has become afraid of this. I mean, they're going to call the pandemic card pretty quickly, I think, in the future. Like it could be the, the next thing, but I don't think lockdowns and, and public health on a wide sort of scale where they try and take control of it is probably something that when is just gone. You know, I think that's going to be part of our society right now because it's been around long enough to scare us all a lot. So I think this, I really think this is kind of an adapt or die moment for the music industry where we either take it online and we start to forge our own paths and build audiences online or we die or our music dies and us as an artist was part of the old crew that um, died out with CDs or that died out with records or whatever. So yeah, I think we've got we've to gotta move forward and this is an adapt or die moment, I reckon. Here comes these links. Thanks so much. Megan, what a legend. So yeah, check out Robbie Star. I think he's he's pushing he's pushing the needle because he's super passionate about this and he, he kind of realizes that he needs he needs his fingers across a few different pies if he wants to move the music forward. The other thing about uh, having great content online is that this is where the labels are looking. So while while everyone's waiting for a label to pick them up and for some talent scout to be around there and just hear them. You know, I hear so many people when we finish a recording just say, oh, I hope the right person hears this. So what's probably happening is the right person probably has heard your music before. The right person probably has heard your music and then they've clicked through 
to find out more about you and to see more of you and to see how much work you're putting in and to check out your online presence to see whether you're marketable or not. And they haven't found enough content to actually give you a text and say, I'd love to work with you. And I think that is insane. I was, I was speaking to a publisher a little while ago and just saying, what are you looking for? And they just said, we're looking for content. We want to see that people are putting things out there, that they're building an audience. So they don't want to start from scratch and build an audience from scratch. They want to pick up an artist that has an audience and then put them in front of a bigger audience. But the way that we're building audiences is to, to do this online content. And I think this is a blessing in disguise that this COVID thing has just pushed us towards being online. It's pushed us towards getting our stuff up on Spotify, getting our stuff up on YouTube and just making the most of our music and getting an online presence. I reckon that's super, super important. So I'm pretty much done here. I think I've made my point. So one more thing about building your sandbox is uh, if we can't, if we can't rely on Facebook or YouTube or the live venues, what can we rely on? So it needs to be something that we actually own. So I would suggest, and I reckon the best thing to do is to grab a website, make sure you have an artist website that everything kind of links back through. And then through that, have an email list. So if you would, if you could build up that audience and and get people on an email list, and you can do that by it's super easy because people need to give you their email address, and not everyone's keen to do that. But just a small little incentive. So maybe if you've got a new song coming out, say, all right, everyone on my mailing list gets this song three days early. So all of a sudden, you'll have anyone that's interested jump on and get on your mailing list, chuck their email in, so that they are now three days early for your next single. And what this means is that every time you have something new, every time you have some new music or whatever, you can just email it out. Hey guys, this is whatever. And nobody's going to change that because you own your email address and all your fans own their own inbox. So if you email them, they will receive it. So that's the other thing with Facebook and Instagram and even YouTube, not everyone's going to see everything you put out because it's so much. But every email is going to go to an inbox. Now, whether they open that or not is completely up to them and, um, you know, how much they kind of value your music. But you've got control over the deliverability. So if Facebook changes the copyright laws and they will no longer show up your music, you can still send that music to your email list because you own that. You can still send people to your website because you own that. You can have your music on your website. You can sell it because it's yours. Um, so that's, I reckon that's building your own sandbox, the best way to do it. Having, doing the pubs and stuff and building a local audience is great, but it's no longer enough. So a website and a mailing list, um, and then use these social platforms to build audience and, and why it's working for you to be able to like put things out. And that's great to do hashtags and, um, keywords and all that sort of thing to broaden your audience. But you want to be pushing all those guys across to your website and to your email list um, if you can do that. And the best way to do it is just a little incentive. So uh, maybe you do a live stream just for your email lists or, uh, yeah, like I said, give give them a week early or just do super interesting newsletters or something to kind of nurture a relationship with a bunch of fans that you own on a platform that you are in control of. So just a couple of key takeaways. I know this is all easier said than done because it requires creating content. So that might mean you know, you don't have a good enough camera, uh, you don't know enough about lighting, or I know there's lots of barricades, or you don't have the money to go in and, and get someone to do it. I know, obviously, like that's what I do here at the studio is help people create content, whether that's video um, or actual music that you want to put out on 
Spotify or Apple Music or even if it's just a demo that you want to put up on SoundCloud or just on your socials. So that's something that, that I do here at the studio that I'll be more than happy to help you with. But it's also something you can do at home if you've got a small recording set up or if one of your mates knows how to record or something. But so it's easier said than done because you can't just like, I can just come to work and create. So it's easy, it's easy for me to say that. Yeah, but if, you, if you're really passionate about it and you want to chase it, then doing something that's a little bit hard and a little bit of a expense, more, it's probably more of an investment actually, might just be worth it for you to kind of keep going with this. As the world's changing, as it's moving, just keep going with it. And I reckon the biggest thing is just don't be a victim, be a go-getter. So we can sit back and be ripped off because we've all got ABNs, we're invoicing people so the government doesn't see that as a proper job because it's like a contractor thing so we're not eligible for this and that. So I get I get all the negativity, I get that it's hard and like I said, I've lost a bunch of work this week because of it. If you be a go-getter and just look at, okay, what can I do to make it better? Here's where we are. Here's what I need to do. And because we're creative people, that should be pretty easy. That should be easier for us than for anybody to come up with some new idea, some new way to make sure that we keep moving forward and not just sit and let our guitar gather dust until somebody makes it all different and we can go back to living the way that we used to. I hope you got a stack out of that live stream, uh, that little chat about lockdown and how to lockdown proof your music. I um, hope that you did subscribe to the channel. I do weekly videos uh, just about this very topic going from musician to artist and just a bunch of tools and resources to help you level up as an artist and just take your music to the next level so that you can do this for the long run, so that you can live out your passion, uh, your drive for music. We can figure out ways to do that that earns us an income and means that we can just do that long term and not just on the side or on the weekends. So subscribe to the channel, keep up to date. It's also a podcast, make some music this week and we will talk again soon.